Hello and welcome to Stump, Death and Taxes. This is Meep, also known as Mary Pat Campbell. And before I get into my main topic today, I want to note the passing of Lawrence Msall, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, who passed away this last weekend. It's a bit of a gut punch because he was the same age as Stuart is, 61 years old. So that's, of course, pretty young to die. Uh, I saw the announcement at the Civic Federation of Chicago. He had been the president uh, for 21 years. So the members and staff of the Civic Federation are heartbroken to share the news of the death of our president, Lawrence M. Saul. He passed away surrounded by family on Saturday, February 4th, following complications from surgery. Our members and staff are supporting each other through this unexpected loss and taking comfort in the memories of our extraordinary leader and dear friend who served as president of the Civic Federation for 21 years. Lawrence's contributions to the Civic Federation were immeasurable, and his sudden passing comes as a devastating blow to members of the Civic Federation family. While Lawrence was the Civic Federation to so many in the community, his real legacy was in helping to make the Civic Federation the indispensable voice for fiscal responsibility throughout the state of Illinois, and that mission will go on through the outstanding staff that Lawrence developed. And then some uh, information about uh, visitation and the funeral. Um, so my topic today is actually fiscal irresponsibility in Chicago. So this may be a tribute <laughs> to him. Um, I have used data from the Civic Feder Federation in the past when talking about Chicago. Um, but it is kind of upsetting. I did not know him personally. I uh, just knew him through the professional work of the Civic Federation. And what's going on in Chicago right now, there's a mayoral race, <laughs> did you know? And there's a bunch of suckers, as I call it, <laughs> who are running for the loser position of being mayor of Chicago. You might like, what, what are you talking about? Well, this is the problem. The problem is Chicago is in a huge financial hole, and a lot of that financial hole, of course, is due to its pensions. Um, just reading from the Illinois Policy Institute, they have a to-do list for Chicago mayoral candidates, and one their number one item was support constitutional pension reform. Uh, to quote them, in order to stabilize city finances, prevent further crowd out of other city functions and secure retirements for city workers, Chicago's mayor must support pension reform. Lightfoot recently pushed this issue, as did her predecessor, Mayor Rahm Emanuel, late in his term. That will require amending the Illinois Constitution to allow for changes to the growth of future benefits. The mayor must lobby state lawmakers to place that amendment before the state's voters. Um, so I will go farther than that, but not right yet. I'm going to read from an earlier piece from the end of January uh, from the Illinois Policy Institute. Lightfoot, second Chicago mayor to call on Springfield for pension reform. Just like Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel did late in his term, Mayor Lori Lightfoot is calling for public pension reforms. Pensions are damaging uh, cities, she said. 
Mayor Lori Lightfoot, January 27th, urged Springfield lawmakers to help reduce Chicago's future pension woes, arguing the city can no longer afford to spend the $1.3 billion it did on public pension debt during the past four years. Lightfoot said her $16.4 billion 2023 budget prepaid $242 million in pension debt to avoid raising costs on taxpayers and avert the liquidation of assets by the municipal employers, laborers, firefighters, and police pension funds. But Lightfoot said Governor J.B. Pritzker and state lawmakers now need to act on pension reform. It's now time for municipalities across the state to get our due. All of us have done all of the things that the rating agencies and others have told us to do. We have made government work more efficiently, Lightfoot told the City Club of Chicago. In Chicago, we haven't cut services, but other municipalities have been forced to cut services, have been forced to lay people off, and yet they're still suffering. And it goes on. So here is the issue. And... Chicago is just in a bad place. I mentioned this. <laughs> There's, I'm not going to redo this right now. I will have to redo this in the future. It's going to be a little difficult because the data are strange right now. So I'm going to pick on the worst essentially, of the pensions of Chicago, which is MIBIF. Um, it's the municipal employees, uh, or Chicago municipal, but M-E-A-B-F, I think is Municipal Employees Annuity and Benefit Fund. Um, and this is horribly funded in terms of funded ratio. The funded ratio last measured, okay, that was fiscal year 2021 at 22% funded ratio. So I've been saying this year is we're going back to basis. What does the funded ratio mean? That is assets divided by liabilities broadly. So the assets are measured at, you know, the asset value, we kind of get that. Okay, so that's the numerator. The denominator, the, what, what's that liabilities value? And that is we are, and I'm not going to get into the deep philosophy of how we value it, what are the liabilities worth right now? How much in assets do we have to hold right now for the benefits that have already been earned? This does not mean everybody retires right now. When we value, when actuaries value the liabilities, we have a set of assumptions to say, okay, they've, the, the employees have already a certain number of years of service. They've accrued a certain pension benefit that they've already earned. We assume they're going to retire a certain number of years into the future Okay, we have assumptions of when they will retire, when they will die, how big those pension benefits are going to be. There's all of these assumptions, including a discount rate. That's the biggest assumption and has the biggest effect on what those liabilities are worth. I'm not going to get into that discount rate uh, choice right now, but we measure with all of these assumptions those cash flows into the future, we bring it back to a present value, 
actuarial present value, how much assets should you be holding right now to cover all the promises you've made that have already been accrued? Not future benefits, not future benefits that will be accrued and earned in the future, but have already been earned. So only about a fifth of the promises already earned we have assets for in Chicago for the municipal plan. Okay, now I can go into the other pension funds and a lot of them are just as bad. The police and the firefighters about as bad. Uh, the teacher's plan is not as bad as about 40% funded. Um, and a lot of how they get to this particular funded ratio it's not accidental. It has to do with how they funded over decades. If you look at the pattern of the contributions made, because of course the actuaries will say, well, this is how much you should have been putting into the fund. And if you look at the history for Chicago Municipal Fund, um, they should have been putting in like 40% of payroll. Mm -hmm. And they haven't been putting in much. They've been putting in for decades. It was at about, let's see, they only paid 40% of what they should have been paying, 20% of what they should have been paying, 15% of what they should have, should have been paying. You know, that's not really great. They haven't even been paying even close to half of what they should have been paying. Then starting in fiscal year 2017, they've been ramping up the amounts they pay. Okay, that's good. But even in fiscal year 2021, they're still under 50% of what should have been paid for that year. And it's a very rapid ramp up. It is a huge strain on the Chicago finances. They can't keep that up. And they intimated that there is, and if you look at what's going on with the assets, if you look at what's going on with the funded ratio, they're going into what I call an asset death spiral or they are in danger of that. They were in danger of it back in 2017 before they did this ramp up. And I looked at it and did a projection and I projected back in 2017, April 2017, uh, the fund running out of cash in 2024. <laughs> it's 2023 right now. Uh, so I should do a rerun of this and the issue is, of course, they have this ramp up in contributions. It will be interesting to see, is that ramp up rapid enough to be escape velocity for this asset death spiral? So the asset death spiral is where you're having to liquidate assets to cover those benefit payouts. So then you don't have enough assets generating investment income. So you have contributions coming in, investment income being generated by your assets, that's insufficient to cover benefit outflows. Therefore, you have to sell assets to cover those benefit outflows. And now you have an asset death spiral, and then you run out of assets in your funds. That does not mean, of course, that you do not pay your pension benefits. What it does mean is once the assets run out of the fund, you're in a pay as you go mode, meaning 
that all the contributions go directly to pension benefits right then. It's no longer a funded at all. It's a 0% funded plan. And if you thought it was, <laughs> you couldn't afford it when you had to um, pay less than 50% into the fund, you really can't afford it when, I mean, you couldn't match the benefit flows when you had assets. Do you think you can do it when it's pay as you go? No, of course you can't. And then Chicago will be de facto bankrupt, even if the laws are such that the Illinois state legislature has to allow Chicago to go bankrupt, and they would not. Um, it would be very political and very, very nasty. And what they were talking about in these articles that they have to do a constitutional amendment to allow the cutting of accrual of future benefits, and I get that, but they have a problem with benefits that already have been accrued. And of course, we have seen with Detroit that benefits that have already been accrued can get cut in federal bankruptcy pr proceedings in a municipality. Um, and that doesn't even matter about a constitution. Now, what the Illinois Policy Institute wants to avoid all of this, and Lori Lightfoot would like to avoid that kind of thing. But the problem is, of course, reality has a way of happening whether or not you want something. And the issue has been and this is the issue with public pensions, there's nothing that forces you to contribute what you're supposed to contribute to public pensions. There's nothing that forced Chicago to give more money to the municipal fund. And they didn't. They very, very underfunded that plan for decades. And the funded ratio kept eroding. That was not a surprise. It went from 93% funded in fiscal year 2001 all the way down to that 22% funded in 2021. That's over 20 years from, a, you know, 20 years of deliberate underfunding. This, none of this is a surprise. None of this is a shock. It does take time to blow through all that money, but there you go. And now you're at the point where you're crying poverty and all of those years you're promising those pensions without paying the money to cover those promises. They covered those promises in 2001, in 2002. They paid that 100%, yay. And then they started falling short in 2003. They paid about 90% of the promise. And then it was 78% of the promise in 2004. And it just kept falling short because they kept paying the same percent of payroll while the amount they should have been paying was climbing precipitously. Because every time you underpay, that means it accrues more the next year. Now, if you check out the Chicago Teachers Fund, 
that's in a better position. It's at about 48% funded as of fiscal year 2021. It was at 100% back in 2001. It's eroded down to 48% over the years. Um, yeah, for about a decade or so, they really grossly underfunded it, similar to in the municipal fund. But starting in 2014, they got close to making full payments, not, you know, about 80% of the payment they should be making. Uh, that's a lot better than what uh, the municipal fund was doing. So they didn't erode quite so badly as the municipal fund was. And so not quite in the asset death spiral. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the difference, but it's still a huge strain in the amount of contributions they have to make because the full payment is about 50% of payroll. That's huge. Uh, every time I hear comparisons between defined benefit plans and defined contribution plans, I think, well, geez, if you contributed 50% of my base salary, you know, forget about any matching bonuses or anything like that. If you did a 50% contribution to a defined contribution plan, holy crap, I could have a pretty nice retirement. Um, you know, the, the kind of contributions that are needed in the defined benefit plans now given how they've actually <laughs> given how they've actually contributed to these plans and if you look at the average what they should be contributing across the entire United States the average is over it's about 24% of payroll and that's for you know, of payroll. Again, if my employer was contributing 24% of my salary to a defined contribution plan, I would probably be sitting very pretty with regards to retirement savings. So I don't want to hear about how much savings there are in defined benefit plans. This is not a great comparison, guys. Back in 2017, when I played around with my projection tool to try to see, okay, what contribution growth rate would I need to do just to get it right past the failure mark so that it could be sustainable? And it was at 10.8% per year growth rate, which is pretty large. And this is part of the strain that uh, Lightfoot and others are seeing in having to try to escape that asset death spiral. It's a huge growth in costs. And this is why I'm saying, you know, whoever, quote, wins the mayoral race for Chicago is, is a loser. They're going to have to deal with this because now you're going cap in hand to Illinois Illinois, who has not been able to cover their bills, even in good times, I don't see this happening. And they've not had the gumption to do a state, uh, a state constitutional amendment to try to reduce these pension benefits. And that's really the only way they're going to be able to do it legally without getting involved in federal uh <laughs> in federal bankruptcy 
And then, of course, with the state pension plans, federal bankruptcy is not an option because it's just a state can't go through federal bankruptcy. Only municipalities can. So they are stuck with regards to the uh, benefits in a legal sense. So it's going to come to a head. They don't have the money to pay for the promises they've already made. They don't have the money to cover the benefits already accrued. This is not even about future benefits not yet earned. It's the unfunded liability that already exists that's in the unsustainable area that they cannot cover. So that's that's the fun part. And they're going to have to deal with that in a very short-term period. The person who is going to be mayor for the next four years is going to have to deal with that. So that's been Stump, Death and Taxes, and my condolences to whoever, quote, wins the Chicago mayoral race. 